Hello and welcome to today's episode of Dr. Simone's Mindspace. Today I'm super excited to talk to a fellow entrepreneur and um, we're sitting here in Zurich, rainy afternoon and I'm going to talk and get you guys cozy to listen and inspired mostly. So I'm here with Renu and I will let Renu introduce herself. Um, yeah, so thank you for coming and thank you for t- your time. Thank you very much, Simone. It's a great pleasure to have met you and to be here today speaking to your audience. Um, so as an introduction, my name is Dr. Renu and Joseph. Um, by training, I am an economist and um, I have, I'm an entrepreneur, so I have two ventures that I'm very passionate about. Um, the first is an insure tech, and for those of you who are not so familiar with the term, um, it's any kind of company that um, brings in technical or technological innovations to insurance. Um, and since my background is a data scientist, I bring in the perspective of new data and new models for the insurance industry. And that company is called uh, Luminant Analytics. And I have two offices, one in the US and the second one in Basel, Switzerland. That's very exciting. <laughs> and it's so interesting because already when you said what in which branch you're working, I'm envisioning like you're being very few uh, female representatives in that field. Is that right? Yes. So um, I think there are two fields that I represent just with that. Uh, my first venture one is insurance and the other one second is of course data science. And in those um, two fields, women are yet to come into prominence. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I can say it's fairly a male-dominated world, but as with most industries now, it's changing. Um, some of it is organic, some of it has to be uh, made, mm-hmm. mindful movements. And uh, I'm very happy to be in these two industries at a, what I call a time of change, mm-hmm. when people understand that it is imperative to be diverse. It's not an option anymore. It's not an option anymore, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We're going to talk certainly more about that. Um, but I'm curious. You, you, have one, you have another one. What is the other <laughs> venture? Yes. yes. Um, so my love of data is so strong that along with my, um, my partners, which is a software company called Vittido, um, we started a... Um, as Vitito Center for Data Science and Artificial Intelligence. We launched this in June of this year. Mm-hmm. And this was basically tapping into the notion that data, the way organizations have or think of it, has not been harnessed at all. Um, many organizations don't know what data science is. They don't know what skills they need. Many of them don't have a strategic plan around it. Mm-hmm. And so their biggest asset in many, many companies is being, is dormant. So the center was formed mm. because uh, we wanted to be known as the end-to-end partner for effective collaboration on data science and AI projects. 
and um, it really takes into uh, account a lot of my learnings as an economist and working mm-hmm. in academics and the corporate world, uh, my own experience in running an insurtech, so the exposure to the insurance industry, um, and also the last year has really changed a lot the way we, the consumer, produces and uses data. Mm-hmm. Right, so as an entrepreneur, I always see the opportunity. And so I believe, and Team Virtido also believes, that now is the time mm-hmm. to do something that's really proactive about leveraging your data. Very interesting. And you mentioned you know, you're in both fields or both um, the, the science and the academia, but also in the corporate world. And then on the in addition, obviously, you're an entrepreneur. So how do you bridge all these three areas and where where do you take energy from the most, would you say? Um, no one has ever asked me that question. But I because think... I'm, in, I'm, I'm in the same position. <laughs> I so I was like curious because I'm, I'm a researcher and entrepreneur mm. and work in a corporate field too. So some sort of trying to understand how you combine the three of them? Mm. No, I think that that it's a very good question and probably the combination of three is probably what makes me who I am. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think if I had to look down, look into my core personality, uh, I think I'm an academic. I am a very curious person about everything in the world. Um, And so, you know, having done your PhD and your dissertation and things like that, you really... You can go deep into mm-hmm. anything that we want. That being said, what the corporate world taught me is basically how to sell mm-hmm. and how to have a, the roles I did, like a big picture perspective. Mm-hmm. So how do you zoom out of the little thing that you do into the big perspective? And so I think that I can, I'm able to have those two viewpoints. And then the entrepreneurship is... I think it happens because I'm an impatient person. (laughs) And, you know, as Gandhi said, be the change that you want to be. Right. And there are lots of things I want to achieve with my knowledge, my energy. And I think the best way to do that is if you can do something on your own with people you like, uh, impacting change. And then so why not? Oh, I couldn't. This is like so this is so good. This is really exactly the way I would describe, yeah, going a, going ahead as an entrepreneur. It's, it's very inspiring to sit with you because of, it feels very sort of comforting and hearing like, okay, there's other women out there that <laughs> share this experience and share this passion. And it's, it's uh, yeah, it's very good, very, very interesting. So... You mentioned that you're in a field where um, it's mostly male-dominated. And how do you go about and keep your confidence? Because I think this is a really key issue for a lot of women, that they have a lot of uh, wonderful ideas. But as you said, with a lot of companies, their their most uh, unique selling point is lying dormant. And I find that is is happening with a lot of women around the world, too, that they have brilliant ideas but then but they don't really execute their ideas I think that um, I personally I've always been very confident uh, 
right from the time I was young. I think that's something, a strength that I didn't even know I had. How, you... did, how did you develop that? <laughs> uh, Do you want to share how yes, you grew up? Yes. Because I think yes, that would can be, be very interesting for, for other women and also men to understand like where this sense of confidence comes from. Yes, I... So yes, I my parents were very so a bit of a background. I am an Indian American, so I spent uh, my growing years in India, and then I moved to the states to study and do my PhD, and then I moved to Switzerland. Um, my parents were both very accomplished. My father is um, a banker, mm-hmm. and but he's a very interesting background because he did a chemistry major, then did a literature major, and then ended up in a bank. Ah, very interesting. So that's just probably a very good sign of his flexibility of his mm-hmm. and openness of his mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother has a PhD in had a PhD in in English, so she was higher educated than your dad. That's cool. <laughs> yes, and but my father adored my mother. I say that in past tense because my mother passed away, but um, uh, they were very they were a very good strong couple they complemented each other Mm -hmm. and I think between both of them my mother was the entrepreneur Mm -hmm. even though she was a not even she was a professor um, but uh, she had to move every two years because my father was in a job which the location changed the same Mm -hmm. bank Mm -hmm. but the location changed so she picked up every two years and moved with him wow and so I remember growing up after a few years, I loved the moves. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of liberated me mm-hmm. because, well, I had the I had the very strong base of my parents, mm-hmm. and so I felt I just I liked the adventure of moving, new places, making friends. Mm-hmm. Um, could have been the complete opposite. Of course, it's also personality yes. style that you like it. Other children would have been really having a hard time, but you strived from that change. Yes, I I remember the excitement of every two mm-hmm. and a half, two, two years. Oh, where are we moving again? And I, one of the things I remember growing up, I never ever had anxiety going into a new school. Mm-hmm. Never. I love large crowds. I love it because it somehow f- fills in some parts of me that you know, bring out the best in me. So I think that I just, I, by, my, by nature, I like new adventures, new, meeting new people. Um, and I like, uh, I like listening to people a lot. Mm-hmm. I think I would say I'm an active listener. Um, and I, I truly enjoy the company of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, having gone through Probably having gone through these many changes, but with having always a good foundation of my parents, um, I, I would say, just blossomed. And I knew what I wanted to be when I was 14. Mm-hmm. I knew it. I just woke up and told my mom I want to be an economist. And what did she say? Um, my, my mother was very smart. She let me decide what I want smart as in she knew that the best way for me to reach my potential was to let me steer myself and I think that is the kind of uh, knowledge that um, I think it's a very great skill as a parent or as a mentor to even have that you know to let Let your child your own ideas onto the other person yes Mm -hmm. and so but she also I really remember this thing about she knew when to 
not to interview too much because mm-hmm. she's an English teacher and so a lot of my stuff would be edited mm-hmm. by her. So when I gave her my PhD thesis, she read the first two pages and she said, you don't need me anymore. Aww. Right? And she didn't read the whole thing. She just, she knew I was ready. Yeah. And that's that, there is that inherent knowledge, which is very, it's intuition. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I, I think I take a lot of inspiration from my mother and from my father um, and so that was the basis of, I think, the basis of my confidence. Mm-hmm. Plus, I love studying and I was curious. Um, and then uh, we, we get to the question that you asked, which is, uh, it's, is it, uh, you know, what do you, how do you deal with being a male-dominated world? Mm-hmm. In the beginning, I would struggle, it, struggle with it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe not as much. Uh, or maybe I, I was just in my zone. You know, mm-hmm. I knew what I wanted to do. I'm very goal-oriented. So I just walk in and decide this is how I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And what is... F- so maybe that kind of naivete mm-hmm. or being goal-oriented very possibly... Um, um, what is it? Shielded me yeah. against the thinking, oh, well, there are not so many women. Mm-hmm. You had, I think it's very interesting to hear this because it's sort of this intrinsic motivation that you're, you have the drive that comes from within. And when you would describe how you're motivating yourself, is it comparing yourself with others or is it just focusing on I want to do this and how am I going to get there, disregarding what's happening around you? Um, so when I set my goals, this is my personal goals, there is one metric that I look for myself. Is it, am I happy doing this? Mm-hmm. Right? And if I am, I do it. Mm-hmm. And it has always been that. And, you know, what makes a person happy when they're 30 is different from what they do when they're 40. But that, I've always let my gut listen to that. Mm-hmm. So my motivation always has been that driving factor. Um as I grew grew older, I k- kind of be- got out of my own bubble and said, oh, there are not so many women around. Mm-hmm. Why aren't they? Right? And I think that, I, that kind of led me to reflect and talk to more people about this. And so now I'm a little more um, mindful of maybe how I can help society to really... Society's choice is to reflect its composition. Mm-hmm. And I say that because, you know, we want, we want a p- powerful, capable women. We also want powerful, capable men mm-hmm. supporting these equally powerful, capable women. Yes, we very, need, very important. Yes, and so it's always a question of how do we bring both the gender together. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that they don't start becoming enemies of each yes, other or concurrence yes. or feeling threatened by all these Absolutely. women that are now taking space. Yes, yes. And I mean, I always believe some of the space was rightfully ours. Mm-hmm. We just, uh, and I would say we needed, we meaning women, needed to be told actually that you can do this. Yeah, this is this is really, really, really what, what this podcast um goal is of this podcast we can do it too and that women should hear this that they can do it too and it's just a matter of trial and error if it doesn't work it doesn't work but at least you tried if you don't try well then it will never work Mm -hmm. right because you don't even start so i think um 
hearing your story and, and sort of listening to you and it all starts with strong women in the family and role models. You had a really good role model with your mother. And I think this is what, what you can give to the world, right? You can be a role model for other women as well. And I know you already are. You mentioned to me um, the last time we met and had coffee that you were a mentor and that you were having several mentees that you are supporting. Can you maybe share something about that? Yes, um, I do mentor, um, yeah. well, A, I do mentor um, both men and women. Um, I have a very soft corner in my heart for entrepreneurs. I always say, if you're an entrepreneur and you stop me in the middle of the road and tell me, can I speak to you for 10 minutes? I will. Um, but I also actively mentor in the center a few of the startups that are early stage, uh, anywhere from having an idea to actually, say, doing business development um, or even helping with uh, um, thinking about how they can go to the next level strategically. Um, so the mentor role is on the personal side and also the professional mm -hmm. side. And then I have other two other women from work-related young younger women who we've just come across. It's not been an active mm -hmm. role. They've just come to me saying, can we please talk? And that develops into a mentoring relationship. And I think think about this as, you know, um, I say I stand on a lot of shoulders. It's I always have. So when we have to give it back. We have to give it forward. I so agree with you and I think this is really this is really where where I felt when you said that to me also where we can make the biggest impact when we help others support other women younger women to actually go their way absolutely and it's a, I I think that it is such a pleasure to see someone you know take like benefit from your two cents mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right and say okay this is this information i got can help me modify my strategy or maybe the way i look at life and uh, i i very much continued hope to continue doing this for the rest of my life mm -hmm. and i'm also mentored right it's a two-way process mm -hmm. uh, by law by people who have uh, done accomplished different things than me mm -hmm. at different stages in their life um, because so would you recommend that to another um, woman or a man to have different mentors for different purposes yes, yes. Mm -hmm. I think that um, so two this may sound very analytical but I think there are two kinds of mentors one is that for every stage of say when you have a startup it's kind of good to have different mentors a startup is different from a scale-up and uh, and that you must actually you must adapt that. Mm -hmm. um, the second one is the personal, right? Mm -hmm. um, you as a person, you don't change a lot, and there are people who will always know you and your essence, always, and they will see through that even during your hard times or your good times. Exactly. And they they will they will they can steer you to reach your potential. Mm -hmm. So I think that. I always want feedback. Um, I, I'm very open to a lot of feedback, and I, but I always take my final decisions. 
um, quickly. I don't waste time on that. But it's very good. You know, you kind of you use your mental feedback to kind of peg yourself, mm-hmm. and then you mm-hmm. say, "This is what I want to do." Yeah. So, and I think I will continue getting being mentored by people for the rest of mm-hmm. my life. Mm-hmm. Hope you don't stop. What would you say is sort of the biggest hurdle to, for you? You would personally see, but maybe also see in your environment of other women to actually get going um i think it's the fear of failure mm-hmm. um or do you see that different here in the europe mm-hmm. versus in the u.s um so i think that the in the u.s culture entrepreneurship is celebrated mm-hmm Right. And it's, uh, oh, you are an entrepreneur. This is, you know, they, they just ask you, they, they have an interest. And I think mm-hmm. Switzerland is, um, as it reflects the economy in the country, is much more, um, what is the word for it? Risk averse. Yes. Risk averse. Um, pretty careful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... I think entrepreneurship is yet to be celebrated mm-hmm. here. I agree. And especially among women, mm-hmm. we really, really need to make a contribution here. Yes. And yeah. it's, uh, I think we are on, we are get, getting there because I, from my, my contacts who know Switzerland's mm-hmm. innovation system, they say it's changed. Um, it's changing. It's changing. Um, yeah. It, <laughs> it's a changing. I don't think it has changed yes, really yet. It is changing. That would be too early to hope, but uh, it's on. It's it's going into the right direction at least. You would yes. Say. Oh yes, it is actually going. It's suddenly going into the uh, into the right direction, and um, but overall, I think um, what holds women back generally. Our fears. One, our fears of what they think society is, expects them to do and if they don't do it, how they look mm-hmm, in their eyes. Mm-hmm. And then the second one is just uh, their inherent confidence and fear about themselves. Right. right. And I think That's why I was so curious about the, your, your incredible self-confidence and where it came from. So yeah. interesting. Yeah, and I think that once... Uh, well, you know, a lot part of it growing up is I've had people at very appropriate stages in my life just come and tell me, saying, okay, why are you not doing this? Mm-hmm. You're completely equipped. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. the light shines on me, say, oh, mm-hmm. I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so so when, when sort of closing down our, our discussion about this topic, um, how would you, what would you suggest women to do to, to boost their self-confidence in, in, in going along with that path <laughs> of being really, free right when you have your intellect free because you're an entrepreneur and you can decide Mm. um i so i can only share with you what i do of course Uh, um because i don't you know what everyone works is i really believe in surrounding myself with people with similar energies Mm -hmm. right (laughs) <laughs> Surround yourself with people that will feel like sunshine. Yes. Yeah. Yes, because I think that is the most important thing, yeah. you know, in entrepreneurship and making a day. You know, you have the saying that you can get up in the morning and decide how your day is going mm-hmm. to be. Exactly that. You can walk into a room and decide what you want to be for that room. 
Yeah. So if you want to be an entrepreneur and you want to have positive energy, fill your life with, with positive. positive. And mm. sometimes that means stepping back on relationships mm-hmm. that may not enhance you. Yeah. And then when you do that, you don't have to feel guilty. Yeah. Very right? good point. There could be relationships that have been stable for several years, been good for you, but if they're not good anymore, let go. Yeah, let go. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, thank you so much. To be continued, I would say, soon again, no? Yes, absolutely. This is yeah. really great. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for, for listening. And if there's anyone who wants to share something or ask questions, please feel free to, to do so. And once again, thank you for your time. Bye.